and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. In the last three podcasts, we've been in the process of discovering how we can live the life. I'm talking about the life of Christ, Christ in you. As a matter of fact, Colossians chapter 3, this passage that we're studying, uh, tells us in verse number 3, For you have died. And your life is hidden with Christ in God. And then verse 4 says, When Christ, who is our life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with Him in glory. Christ, who is our life. When you talk about living the life, we're talking about living the life of Christ in us. Now, it is a fact that Christ is in us if we have genuinely been converted. And, and that's just such a mysterious fact, but it's an awesome fact. Christ living His life in us. But in order to fully experience the life, there are some things that we must do. There is some obedience that must take place in our lives. We have been looking at Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 to 17, and on podcast number 232, the first in this series, we saw that we must have the right perspective, the right thinking, the right mindset in order to experience the life of Christ, and that's Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 to 4, again, podcast 234. And then we saw that if we're to experience the life of Christ, we're going to have to kill them now. I know that's kind of radical, but Colossians 3 verses 5 through 11 tells us that we have to put to death certain things, old ways of the flesh. And podcast 233 talks about that. And then in the last podcast, podcast 234, we see that we must be dressed for godly success. Not only do we take off the old, nasty clothes of of the old life, but we must put on certain things. And and, uh, I would encourage you to go back if you haven't heard it and listen to Podcast 234. But today, on this podcast, uh, we are looking at something else. And this is the last in the series, in this particular series of Living the Life. So as we consider living the life of Christ, we have got to rely on the Word of Christ. We come to today's verses, verses 16 and 17 of Colossians 3. Verse 16 says, Let the Word of Christ richly dwell within you, with all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through Him to God the Father. So we have to understand that if we are going to fully live out the life of Christ, to experience it the way Jesus wants us to experience it, we have to rely on the Word of Christ It is. The Word of Christ is is nothing more than the Scriptures. The Scriptures. It's not just the red letters. You know, some people have a red letter edition of, of, of the Bible, and all of the direct quotes of Jesus that are recorded are in red letters. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the entirety of Scripture because all of it's the Word of Christ. 
The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, all Scripture, every word, every Scripture, pasegrafe uh, in the Greek, is, is theonastos. Theo, God, Nasos, breathed. Every word is breathed out of the mouth of God. It is inspired by God's, by, by Almighty God Himself. And the next verse in 2 Timothy 3, verse 17, says that it is sufficient. It is adequate. And I want to tell you that all of Scripture is sufficient and adequate for experiencing fully the life of Christ. And so, we see in uh, verse 16 here of Colossians 3, a command. And and it says this, let the word of Christ richly dwell within you. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you. That that uh, verb and adverb there is in the present imperative. It is a command to an ongoing action. That's what the present imperative tense of the verb is, a command. You do this and do it on an ongoing basis. Let it become a part of your of your life. Let the word of Christ dwell. Uh, that word dwell uh, has to do with a, a home, a house, and it literally means let it be at home. Let the Word of Christ be at home in your life. And then it says let it uh, richly dwell. The word richly there uh, literally means abundantly. So fill up, fill up on the Word of God. Let it just saturate your life. That's really the, the idea here. Let the Word of God saturate your life. Now, if you're going to uh, see that happen, there are some things that have got to happen. Uh, first of all, you can't just read a, a little devotional book uh, once a day or once a week for five minutes. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't want to put that down. It's a good starting place. If you are not uh, regular in the Word of God, and I don't know how, how in the world people can, can sustain and grow and not be in the Word of God. But I want to tell you, that's, that would be a good place to start. But it's just a place to start. We need to read the Word of God. We need to study the Word of God. And there's so much help out there through teachers and through resources to help us through, through good study Bibles. I highly recommend the MacArthur Study Bible. I use it regularly for myself. And there are commentaries. And, and there are so many help. But we got to read it. We got to study it. We got to we got to meditate and think on it. We've got to. We need to memorize it. And most importantly, as we fill it up, then we act on it. We experience it. We obey it. Let the word of Christ richly dwell in you abundantly. Fill up your life. Saturate your life with the word of God. And then it says, uh, goes on to say, with all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another. Uh, teaching is imparting truth. Admonishing is warning with instruction. Warning. To warn someone, but it's just not saying, uh, stop it. You better stop it. But rather, it is, here is what is happening. You're about to go over a cliff, and if you keep going down this particular path, you are going to definitely stumble and fall, and these things are going to happen, but here is what you need to do. You need to stop going down this path and go down this other path. That's admonishing. Warning with instruction. And so, if our life is saturated with the Word of God, we can can impart that truth to others, and we can warn others and instruct them uh, as to why we're warning and to, and to how to change. And, and it says one another. So it's not just a job of pastors and teachers in the church, although they're held accountable for that, but rather it is all of us in the body of Christ. 
If we're going to live the life of Christ, we got to get His Word to fill us up, and then we've got to speak that Word to one another, impart the truth to one another, help each other along this way. With all wisdom, it says. Wisdom is seeing things from God's perspective. So it's not my philosophy, it's not my preference, it's not your preferences and your philosophy, but rather it is what is saturating us, the Word of God that gives us God's perspective. And then from God's perspective, we're teaching others and helping others. And that's the way we all experience more fully the life of Christ. And then it says we are doing that with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in our hearts to God. Um, as we are saturated with the Word of God, then that thankful singing comes out and we sing to the Lord and to each other. And you know, the, there's no greater example of that than right in the middle of the Bible, the Psalms, the largest book in the Bible, the central book in the Bible, 150 of them. And they're songs. That's what they are. These Psalms are songs. And there are many different kinds of Psalms there. They're not only Psalms of rejoicing and Psalms of, of worship to God, God directly, but there are psalms of lament where, where we go through sorrow and grieving and cry out to God. And there are psalms of justice, asking God to, to come and bring justice. They're called imprecatory psalms. And there's all kinds of psalms there. So, so God wants us to let the Word of God saturate our lives and our hearts. And through that, we speak the Word and we sing the Word. Thankful singing. Singing with thanksgiving thankful singing uh, to each other as well as to God. Verse 17 says this, Whatever you do, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Whatever you do, there are many things that we can do in life. You know, you, you can go in many directions in terms of your vocation. There are many places that you can live. There are many events that you can get involved in. And, and, and obviously, uh, God allows that. There are many things. There's a great variety in life. So whatever you do, do all. Do all of it. Every bit of it. Do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. What does that mean? Do it all according to His character, in line with His character, in line with His revealed will in the Word of God. Do all uh, according to His glory. Everything that we do, we need to be single-minded in that respect. Single-minded. Everything that we do, if I'm digging a ditch... If I'm playing a game with my kids, if I'm in church uh, uh, worshiping with other believers, if I'm driving down the road, oh my, some of us need to hear this, right? Whatever we do, we do it according to His name, according to His will, according to His character. And so when I'm driving down the road and that guy's pushing me from behind and I want to, uh, I want to do some things and say some things, but if I am going to do it in the name of Jesus, it's going to cause me to do it in a way that will honor and glorify God and do the right thing. And then it says, as we do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, in a single-minded way, for His glory, uh, in His way, we are giving thanks through Him to God the Father. And you know, I can come to the Father and I can say, thank you, Father, because of all that Jesus has done for me. It wouldn't be possible for me to even come into your presence and have access to you if it wasn't for Jesus. And so I can live a life of gratitude and thanksgiving. And I want to tell you, if you want to experience the life of Christ in you, fully get that attitude of gratitude. Learn to give thanks as, as we are told here. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through Him to God the Father. 
It's a good word. I want to wrap this this podcast series up that I've entitled Living the Life, the Life of Christ, by saying this. If you are a genuine, converted follower of Jesus, if you're truly a part of the family of God, you have the life of Christ in you. And right here in this passage, right in the middle of Colossians 3, 1 to 17, verse 12, it says, So as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, I want to remind you that you have the life of Christ in you. You are chosen of God. You are looked upon as holy by Almighty God because you have the holiness, the righteousness of Christ. You are beloved. You are beloved. And so I would encourage us to, to uh, learn these things that are here in these 17 verses and then begin to obey, obey those things to fully experience the life of Christ that is in us. He has given us eternal life and He's given us life and life more abundantly, John chapter 10 tells us. We have it. We have this great life. We are living the life, even in the middle of heartache and trial and troubles. We are living the life, the life of Christ. We know Him. We know who He is. And we know that one day when when, uh, He is revealed, we'll be just like Him. Are you experiencing the life of Christ today? Well, until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.